0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we are going to hop right into it. I only have one film to review this week, and that is F9, which is the 10th film in the Fast and Furious franchise, the 9th in the main series, and wow, what did I watch? I have no idea what I watched. I... Remember seeing The Fast and the Furious when it came out 20 years ago, which is a terrifying thing to talk about. I think I saw Too Fast, Too Furious, the sequel. I did not see Tokyo Drift. I know that for a fact because I know it gets referenced a lot. And I think I tapped back in at, I want to say Fast and Furious 8, but I'm not sure it's possible I saw Fast and Furious 7. I don't remember anything anything at all. What I remember from The Fast and the Furious is that it was something about drag racing. Yeah, that's all I got. And then somehow now we are in submarines and going to space and all of this crazy stuff. No clue what's going on. I did see Hobbs and Shaw, the spinoff, because you know I love The Rock, and so I had to see that. That mm, also didn't make sense. Let's be honest. None of this makes sense. I don't know what's happening anymore. But let's talk about F9. So... These casts are just getting bigger and bigger. And also, if you have not seen the past eight films, I don't know if it's gonna make sense. I don't think it made sense. I'm not gonna go into the plot because I also don't know if I could explain the plot if I tried. I do know that Vin Diesel is back. Okay, cool. He's like the constant during them. He has not changed at all since the beginning one, as far as I can remember. Michelle Rodriguez is there. Jordana Brewster. And then, this is why I think I've seen Fast and the Furious 8, because Tyrese Gibson and Ludacris are there. And then Nathalie Emmanuel from Game of Thrones. I was like, okay, I remember her being in this and being like, why are you in this? And then Charlize Theron is in it. Not only Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron and Dame Helen Mirren are in this film. Both Charlize Theron and Dame Helen Mirren have won Oscars for acting. I just want to reiterate that, and yet they are both in these films, and there is nothing wrong with being in one of these films, but I have no idea what's happening or what their characters are doing. I hope they had a great time and got a great paycheck. Charlize Theron should be paid so much money for the awful mushroom cut she rocked in this alone. Like, that is enough of a reason to pay her tons of money. You've also got Kurt Russell in this, and then John Cena, and I just, wow, uh, okay. Okay. Should you go see this movie I think is the question at hand here and if you have seen none of them to this point, obviously the answer is no, you should not go see this movie because you're gonna be super lost unless you like really love cars and I don't even any- that's the other thing is I don't necessarily and maybe this is just me being jaded I don't get a sense of wonder from 90% of the stuff they do in these anymore because I feel like this is one of those films where they just spin a roulette wheel for action sequences and then maybe try and have some exposition in between to explain why we've gone from one thing to another like some of it just makes no sense whatsoever some of it made no sense in a fun way and those were my favorite moments like Tyrese and Ludacris I want that spin-off movie because I don't know. They're they're in a completely different film than the rest of them, I think is what it comes down to. And there are so many moments in this movie where I was like, I just want them to completely lean in and go absolutely bonkers. Like just absolutely, just suddenly blow our expectations. I think there's only supposed to be one more of these films and like then it will be done. I just want it to be like it was all a dream or so, just something so wild that it's like, okay, cool, this, this made sense. But they... They just flirt with that line and then they bring it back. And I feel like this is mostly Vin Diesel's fault. I've talked about this in other films and actually the reason that it comes up a lot and the example people cite is there are these just hyper-masculine actors who refuse to allow their characters to lose a fight or be anything less than superheroes in a film where they don't have superpowers. And I think it actually takes away from the experience because it's like there are no stakes if you know everyone's going to come out of it okay because they don't want to kill off any of their people and they don't want, you know, even... Uh, Okay, this is a tiny, tiny spoiler, but it's also been all over the news. Sung Kang, who plays Han, who I think gets killed in Tokyo Drift, is back in this film. And so it's like, okay, well, even if you're dead or whatever, like, you can... It's like a soap opera, actually, right? Where unless you see the body, they're not dead. And I would even say, you know, and the Paul Walker situation is very sad, and I understand why they sort of recaptured his uh, performance in other films and, you know, did what they did to finish the story, but, you know, him aside... I don't think Dominic Toretto, played by Vin Diesel, can ever die. So why do I watch these films except for crazier and crazier stunts? And to me, that's not, I'm I'm not drawn to crazier and crazier stunts. Like, I actually, you know, I like a Godzilla vs. Kong where it's just a bunch of just city destroying or I like, like a Jurassic World where it's just a bunch of crazier and crazier dinos. But overall, I think the the sort of directionally absurd stuff, but not willing to completely go bonkers with it. Parts of the F9 and then the self seriousness of 90% of the film and then juxtaposed against the absurdity of the other 10%. It's just not for me. I do not begrudge anybody who enjoys these films. It. I feel like there's a cult following for it and that's great. Enjoy yourself. But if you are someone who again as I said have not been caught up with all of them or who story is not important to or acting or any of these things totally enjoy F9 but if you were someone who uh was maybe on the fence or is not well versed in the Fast and Furious verse this is not your entry point into it also so as a casual viewer of it and I'm again I'm caveating this film was not made for me as a casual viewer of it I'm going to give it 2.7 out of 5 because, again, I was entertained by certain points and the absurdity of it. I actually have to acknowledge there were parts where I had a great time, like like counting the number of times they said family in the film, but I feel like these films have become a caricature of themselves but aren't self-aware enough to know that, or maybe some members of the crew and cast know that they are and some don't, and it's just, it's such a mishmash. So there are entertaining points if you are dropped into this cold and you just vaguely understand about the series because of the cultural zeitgeist, but because of the self-serious things that just don't work and the, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the action feels tired like it's clearly well done and well choreographed and all this stuff but it's just not for me so like I said 2.7 out of 5. That has been it for this episode thank you so much for listening please 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 be sure to come back for the roundtable episode where Jackie Matt and I are going to watch the original The Fast and the Furious which came out 20 years ago and the new one and go in depth into all of it we will get into all of the details and if you like this episode we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.